welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're All listening. right, welcome back to another episode. We appreciate you coming back, as always. Uh, please uh, would like to thank our sponsors, Cheers and Spirits, on the Arnold Station Plaza. Uh, we got a few bourbons on the table tonight that we'll get into in just a moment. Um, also went on a little bit of a, a bourbon uh, adventure the other day. Came up uh, pretty empty on that, though. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Also want to thank Brian Schilling with Long & Foster Real Estate, uh, AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. Um, I might have to ask Brian, I'm going to have to move into D.C. because they have a better bourbon selection there than we do in Maryland. Um, <laughs> so I might be, might be looking for a new home. Does Although, he work in D.C.? Does he do D.C. stuff? I think he can. I think he can do Virginia and D.C. A lot of guys, when they get licensed in Maryland, they kind of get licensed for like a an like, adjacent state. So I don't it's know like lawyers. So you see lawyers who are have their they'll they'll will pass the bar in Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. Right. So they do all DMV. Yeah, and if you can't, I'm sure he knows someone that can take you on as a client. Yeah. Um. He's uh very resourceful in that manner. He, he knows. He just he's been in the business for so long, and he knows so many real estate agents. That there's nothing he's not going to be able to help you do. Like, um, if you have something like a, uh, if, for example, if you have a short sale or a foreclosure, um, he has an excellent associate uh, that handles just that stuff alone. Um, so if you're not able, if he's not able to help you, he will definitely point you in the right direction for the, for any situation that you might have. Which is why it's another good reason to go on AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. Uh, even if, even if you just need some advice, talk to Brian, he will at least point you in the right direction if he can't help you. And you know, people are good in their business if they're willing to, uh, take their time and help you even when they're not going to make a dollar off of you, right? That's just good people, right? And so that's why it's important to, to, if you're looking to, to get a network of people, uh, or uh, service providers, it's good to find those types of people because not everyone is a, a master of a single trade. Some are you know, jack of all trades. Some are a master of one. Some are a master of none. Um, but generally people that are masters of their own trade know masters of other trades, and they can point you in the right direction. All right, so back on the bourbon topic, I, I was having a pretty crappy day the other day was just, I was living with some certain individuals need to clear my head and I had I had talked to you about going to the Costco in DC for a mm-hmm. long time now for people that don't know we live near Annapolis we're about a 35 40 minute drive from well, I'd say even 30 I'd say 30 minutes to this Costco because yeah. we're right inside the line yeah it's just DC. over the the line when you yeah it's just right where it turns into New York Avenue it's like right there Yep, it, and the exit's right off 50, and you literally get off the exit, it's right there on the left. It, you can't miss it. So I drove down there. Uh, clear my head, just put on some music so I could not think about what I was thinking about before, and I actually went to Costco to go get the Costco or the Kirkland Signature brand of bourbons. They have, I think they have a small batch, they have a, a bottled and bond, and they got, a, they got a regular one, whatever. They just got a bunch of them. Well, apparently everyone else knows this. <laughs> like, I, I thought I was on to something. 
Costco, it's a membership, right? So not everyone's got the membership, not everyone can get in. Right. So two days before I went, apparently there was a Buffalo Trace shipment to Costco. So of course all the stupid, you know, flippers and and, and all the bourbon uh, all the bourbon heads out there. They had to go. They picked it all up. Of course, there was no Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo Trace is a thirty dollars damn product, and people literally buy it like it's a hundred and fifty dollars bottle. Yeah, like stop, stop with this nonsense, right? Eagle Rare is another one. It's a forty five to fifty dollars bottle. People are buying it up like it's golden juice, bro. <laughs> golden, it's beautiful it's juice. juice. Oh god, I can't stand it. Like I, I'm annoying myself talking about. Yeah, it, right. All right. So all the Buffalo Trace stuff is gone. It's not there. It's non-existent. I'm like, okay. I could still at least get the Kirkland Signature brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, no. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> they didn't have any of the regular whiskey in bourbon. None. They were also... I even went to a Costco uh, associate who was less than pleased to see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you know, do you have any? Well, yeah, we got that. No, that's the Canadian whiskey. I don't want that. Oh, we got that. That's the no, that's the scotch. I, I don't want yeah. that. Um, And they had one... Uh, well, we got this one over here. No, that's the Irish whiskey. I don't want that. I just want the whiskey. hitting all around right. the mark, dude. And don't get me wrong. I thought about picking up some Canadian whiskey to give that a try. Because it's all reasonably priced. Yeah. But I, I wanted what I wanted what I came there for, right? Um, They had none of it. And I was like, do you have an idea when you might get some more in? <laughs> he deadpans me in the eye and says, yeah, the summer. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> you guys only get stocked once a year for this? We well, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I, I might have to make a trip back maybe in like February and see if they get some more in there. But um, you know, maybe once the the Christmas or holiday, as much as I hate saying that, rush mm-hmm. is over. Um, you can say Christmas. Hanukkah's done. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I just Kwanzaa's, can't. Kwanzaa's made up, dude. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, if you think they're all probably made up. <laughs> or, you know. In my mind, Massa- massaged <laughs> right. to, to to fit, you know, uh, whether it's the Romans needed to... Well, you, you know the story about Kwanzaa. Yeah, it was like invented in the 70s or yeah, something. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that's not biblical. And if you go and look, <laughs> if you look at it, a lot of it has ties to, like, Marxist principles. Yes. It, um, it, so... You talk to, like, a Muslim from Egypt. Yeah. Kwanzaa's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Go ahead. Go ahead. But in any case... Um, once that's all over with, maybe there'll be some more there. But I, I keep thinking, like, getting liquor at Costco. Like, mm-hmm. is it going to come in, like, the enormous, you know, like you get, like, paper towels at Costco. You can only buy 30 of them. I didn't. I saw. I took two pictures, and I didn't send them to you, and I, I should have. So one of your favorites is Bullet. Mm-hmm. The Bullet red label or orange label, whatever whatever label that is. Um, the size of the bottle there, because they, they had it. Mm. And it was really inexpensive. I thought I seriously thought about picking up a bottle, but then I was like, "It's going to take you ten years to drink." This. <laughs> it was double the size of the bottle you had. It was the co- it wasn't the it wasn't it was bigger than the handle. Yeah, because they make the handle version. Because yeah. yeah. like there's the the regular seven fifty, yeah. which is pretty much what I'm surrounded by right here at the table. It's too bad we don't have a. Actually, it's probably a good thing we don't have a camera right. here. Um, the seven fifty. Then there's the. I forget what that... The 1.75 liter. Yeah, and then there's the next one. And then there's the next one. They had the next one. Wow. They had the next one of the... It probably weighs like 30 pounds. Dude, I I was holding it with one hand, my arm shaking. (laughs) As I'm trying to take the picture, because I had to pull it up out of the box so you could see the full effect of it. It was enormous. (laughs) Enormous. I was like, you gotta be... 
it would take someone forever to drink this. But then I was like, okay, well, there's probably some some juice heads out yeah. there that would probably drink the hell out of it. But I was like, I, and the good thing is though, they had a ton of it. So like, if you were if you came back and me was like, oh, I really want, it, I would have gone back and got it because they weren't running out of that. Yeah, they had a ton of that. <laughs> um, and then they they had like a glass case, mm-hmm. which is where they put like all their high demand stuff. Notice I didn't say high end, just high demand. Right. Right. So there were three there that I wanted. And I don't know why. I, I, of course, I, I, I listened to the, the YouTube people and all this other shit. So there was uh, a bottle of Uncle Nearest 1885. Mm-hmm. So I bought that. Now, that was like. 25 to 30 bucks. So we're not, again, this is not expensive stuff. Yeah. Apparently it's just in high demand. So they put it behind the glass case. Angel's Envy was there. Okay. That's, I've, I've had that. I like Angel's Envy. I've had it in a mixed drink and I yeah. liked it enough. Um, but so I figured, okay, let me get it again. Inexpensive. I think it was like 40 ish. And then the last one I got was the, the, uh, Woodford reserve double oaked. Okay. Now that's the one I've heard really good things about. And, I think that one's in the $40 range too. Like, so none of these were, were bank busters. Right. And then on my way home, I was going to go talk to our friends over at cheers and spirits. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I'm talking to the person behind the counter there, I noticed they had a really wide bulbous bottle with a maroonish neck on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like that looks like 1792, and I'm I've been wanting to try that for a while. It's just never in stock for whatever reason. It's not a Buffalo Trace product. It's a Bardstown product, so I don't know why it's not in stock. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that people say it's a really good cheap bottle, and I saw it, and I think the price was thirty dollars, so thirty two dollars with tax, and that's the one we're trying right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. So you, I haven't even sipped it yet. I was, I was, I was letting it breathe, as as the juice heads say. That's my name for them, by the way, juice heads. See, it's ruining juice heads because juice heads are like you know yeah. dudes that like shoot steroids. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Dudes. Try. I kind of want to call them tater heads because I hate that. Fuck. I hate that term. No, you're such a tater. Mm. I don't like, know. No, I can't. So, uh, poor heads. But that's a big sound. How about douchebags? Douchebags. Sure. <laughs> we can't call them douche bros because we already named the baseball guys that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I'll be interested to see. Like they say, this is like the 1792 small batch is apparently. Or no, is it a single barrel or small batch? Uh, let's see here. Um, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey small batch. Small batch. Okay. So I've heard these are very smooth. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'm gonna. It smelled very sweet when I opened it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a. Like I said, I'm drinking my neat, and I as how I drink most of my uh, bourbons now. So, but ooh, I, I am not offended by this. I give myself a not quite a generous pour in the first one because I didn't know if I like it. But you always got to do you got to do a little a little one at first, yeah. Just because if you don't, again, if we had video, people would see that there's five other bottles in the yeah. table. <laughs> <laughs> Life's too short to drink shit. Yeah, or, or drink stuff you don't like. I don't want to say shit, but you know, stuff you don't right. like. Um, we have some other ones that we might try tonight. It's the Evan Williams, mm-hmm. which is our super low cost entry, seventeen bucks, and the Russell's Reserve ten year. Yeah, um, and you said that was forty two. It's a little bit above this seventeen ninety two. Yeah. So 
and that came recommended from a buddy of mine who I just happened to run into. Um, and he's like, yeah, try that out. I was like, okay, sure. So this says small batch bourbon is made from a marriage of a few select barrels carefully chosen by their master distiller. Uh, the refined bourbon elevates Kentucky distilling to exceptional exceptional new heights. So I don't, um, know. I don't know if I'm at exceptional new heights, but it tastes fairly nice. I never want to judge it on the first sip. I keep saying that, and I'm going to stop. Yeah. The bottle looks cool. It does. It's different. Yeah. It's got that kind of, it's more like a horizontal than a vertical. It's like a Woodford Reserve <laughs> bottle, like a big flask so almost. I, I So I can't go grab it for reasons I won't divulge until after the holidays in that it's a holiday gift that I bought for myself, mm-hmm. but I have to wait. Like, I got to be good. I can't go get it. I got to wait. So it's actually a gift, right? Well, what, how, what, which holiday was, if it was a gift for Hanukkah, then you can. I could. I could pull that card. Yeah. But it was not. Mm. So it will get opened Christmas Day. Yeah. Maybe Christmas Eve. I don't know. I don't know if we're exchanging Christmas Eve gifts this year. I don't know how we work, we're working that. Uh, it's probably something you try want to find out. Like, the kids get their Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve. So they get a gift on Christmas Eve. And then they do the rest on Christmas. I don't think we exchange the gifts on Christmas Eve. Uh, I Yeah. I do, mean, do, do you do any of that? No. <laughs> like, no, no, I hate Christmas. Bah, oh, I do. <laughs> um, the best part of Christmas is December 26th when it's over. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, it's pretty, like, are you enjoying the holidays? I'm like, I'll enjoy them a lot more when they're over. So, um, I'm surprised you don't got a little bit of cheer with the kid. The kids love it. The kids, eye, the, the the shine in their eyes. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna kill Christmas for those kids. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I, I keep this to myself, though. Yeah, I really do. I keep it to myself, and it's healthy. Keep it internalized. <laughs> well, duh. Okay. <laughs> stuff it down. Yeah, down be a man. Stuff it down. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, and then we're supposed to be going away, but then everyone is is uh. Like Colton's, he stayed home from school, and then the oldest one stayed home from school. And his school ended because he's a private school, so his school. But the last day he missed, they'll have the flu, and like now it's jeopardizing my travel plans. I just want to get the f out of here. Mm-hmm. And now that's up in the air, and I don't know. So now it's like, hmm, let's take the time of year I don't like and let's ruin it more. <laughs> so yeah, around here the, the the kids have definitely been passing something around. Um, ours end up being we end up with antibiotics for both of them. One ended up with an ear infection out of this, and the other one ended up with a sinus infection, which I didn't know at eight you could get a sinus infection. I didn't think that was possible. Hmm. Um, so they both are they were both on antibiotics. The other, what we got one left on on an antibiotic now. She got a couple of days left on it, but um, and then my wife got hit twice. Oh, in this month, like December's been a just. A disease fest in my house. Yeah. And the only one who stayed healthy, and I'm going to knock on some wood because I don't have this kind of luck, I'm the only one who didn't get anything. Wow. Yeah, it's so probably because of all that B vitamin I'm taking, right? Yeah. It's all that B. Yeah, and the bourbon. And yeah. the bourbon, yeah. Well, Which could be vitamin B as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I So I got hit two weeks ago. Um, and, in fact, we did the episode about the movies, and yeah. that was partially inspired by me staying home sick watching movies so um maybe i'm the maybe i was patient zero i don't know but uh no, no, it, it definitely one, came from that school come yeah. on now the oldest one he 
got hit, and he was pretty quickly over it. Mm. So I'm hoping that's the path that the middle one takes, and then the youngest one doesn't get it at all, and then we'll be in the clear to leave on. But one of the things I don't understand is how everyone gets into this thing. Like ever since COVID, like not getting sick is like a right. No, dog. Like it's nature. It's it's almost to be that entitled that you not only do you want to get sick, you never want to be cold, even when standing outside. <laughs> you know, I don't want lights to shine in my eye. Like no, like it's nature, dude. Like I don't know what the hell. Like you're gonna get sick. So everyone has these these delusions that they can control it. Like you couldn't control it then, and you still can't control it now. So I still find it interesting. People are still testing for COVID. Oh, when I took both of them to the doctor, they tested for it. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm like, who cares? Right. I, I, there's a great way to not get COVID. It's to never test for it. Correct. And you're never going to get it. So, well, like Two people my wife worked for. My, my wife got sick, and we're pretty sure it was COVID because she had COVID before. These were a lot of the same symptoms. Yeah. You know, she was feeling the same things going on. She didn't test because she knew she was just going to ride it out. Yeah. And she knew she wasn't going to try that Paxlovid garbage. Yeah. Be- yeah. I mean, the side effects of that are horrible. We talked about that in another episode. But two of her friends from work tested, like, oh, we got COVID. Yeah. And for a minute there, and this is this is kind of where the hive mind kind of comes into play. She's like, should I have tested for COVID? I'm like, no. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You're going to get over it. Yeah. Like, without any other intervention other than what you're doing. Right. At home. Like, uh, unless you start going on like some respiratory issues, ride this thing out. Yeah. And, but like people, te- like they're still afraid of it. And I get it. And some people can be bad, but so can the flu. So can yeah. pneumonia. Yeah. There, there's no pneumonia test. You go to the doctor and they see fluid in your lungs. Like, oh shit, you got pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm sure there's some other parts to it, but you know, by the way, don't take medical advice from the show. Put, again, putting this out there. Um, if you are taking medical advice from us, you deserve whatever comes to you. That's true. Yeah. It, look, we're not vouching for the smartness of the people listening to this show because I'm not vouching for the smartness in between, in, in between my ears. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> I could be completely wrong on everything. Just know that. <laughs> um, but it, I, I don't know why people are testing anymore other than... Uh, the only reason to be to test is to n- say, okay, if I test positive, I'm calling the doctor to get that Paxlovid garbage. Yeah. That's it. Otherwise, what are you testing for? Yeah. Because uh, when you go to the doctor, if, you, if you're if you sick, why do they test you for flu? I guess just to, I mean, to, to determine whether they give you Tamiflu or not. Bingo. Yeah. That's it. And strep to determine whether they're going to put you on antibiotics. Exactly. When I go in, I like, I almost hope it's strep. Because then it's antibiotics 24 hours later, I'm feeling great. Love it. I'm a huge antibiotic fan. Yeah. But, I mean, if you go to a doctor, like, I remember a while back. So, we use Urgent Cares quite a bit. Because our our primary doctor and the primary pediatrician we have for us and the kids, they're not great with with same-day appointments. They're downright sucky. If you don't call by 8.30 the minute they open, you're not getting a same-day appointment. Yeah, in fact, my, well, this could be another topic. Uh, I'm actually leaving the practice that I've been with. Well, number one, they're switching over to a concierge-based system where you have to pay two grand a year just to get in the door. Yep. And then, but that's but then it's also been like sick appointments. Like they have nothing, and I'm like, so I have a primary, but I can't go see. So I end up at, at 
what they call it, right time or yeah. whatever the hell name it is, and that's where I go. And then it's like, well, that's cost fifty bucks as opposed to thirty. So you know, um, it's definitely uh, it's it's inconvenient when I have a doctor I can go to, but I can't because I have no appointment. So I'm in the same boat. So when you go to these, we we can do a whole episode on this concierge shit, um, but we won't go there today. But when we go to those urgent care places, like a right time or a patient first or whatever, whatever wherever it is in your area, you have a, you have an urgent care in your area, mm-hmm. and they're usually privately run and whatever. The doctors there, I'd say about two years ago, right around the COVID time, and maybe even right before. Apparently, there was a bulletin that got sent out to these doctors telling them to stop prescribing antibiotics because there was this big fear that the population would be antibiotic resistant due to the overprescribing of antibiotics for things like sinus infections and ear infections. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's something to that. Yeah. But if you're only going in, let's say you get an antibiotic twice a year and it's two different antibiotics, or let's say even three, mm-hmm. right? Let's say there's three different antibiotics. I really highly doubt that you're going to form um, some kind of resistance if you're using three different types. Yeah. Because you've got your penicillins, your non-penicillins, and there's one other version. Like there's uh, Augmentin, mm-hmm. which is penicillin plus something. Um, I, can't re- I can't remember the other ones. Again, not medical information yeah. you should be taking. There's, there, well, there's Cipro. That's one. Cipro is like, the bazooka of yeah. like, like they use that shit in the military to get rid of fucking the fungal yeah. it, it gets rid of everything yeah um there's uh augmentin which is a pretty powerful one mm-hmm. that's that's the one that it'll stop making you shit for like a week yep or really make you shit for a week either way there's no in between mm-hmm. there's no I'm pooping normally yeah it's one or the other um there's uh shoot there's of course zithromycin which is the Z pack azithromycin which is an alternative and there's like a few others there's but if you if you if you go to a doctor and they can see what you've had and they give you a different one the next time you go how resistant can you get if you keep switching them and that's what i don't get well i think the big problem with that is people that don't take it they feel better they stop taking it right so it's like okay you feel you're supposed to take it twice a day and then after 48 hours, they feel fine. They stop taking it. And then I think that's the bigger issue. Well, it does stay in your system longer, though. Yeah. So I do know with some antibiotics, like some of them you're supposed to take. It's like a Z-Pack. It's a six-day. Mm-hmm. But it stays in your body for 14. Yeah. It, it takes a while for it to get out. Um, I also know uh, Augmentin is a 10-day. Mm-hmm. And that stays in your body for, I think, another four days. So even though you stop taking it, it still stays with you. But you're right, though. If it hasn't wiped it out, so let's say you take the Z-Pack for two days instead of six. And let's say it stays in your system for another two days. Well, it was supposed to stay in your system for ten, even though you stopped it at six. You really cut it in half, and it might not have killed out the bacteria. You only killed the weak ones, not the strong ones. Correct. And that's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. so anyway, they got this memo to not do it. And so I remember when we went to an urgent care, they were really reluctant to give out an antibiotic to the point where, and it was kind of smart business-wise because they would say, come back if it hasn't gotten better. 
Mm-hmm. Of course it wasn't going to get better. Yeah. So you go back in three, four days, they get another 30 bucks or yeah. another 150 yeah. from the insurance company, and then they prescribe the antibiotic. Mm-hmm. So they abide by the letter, and they get more money. Yeah. Oh, shocker. It's about money. Yeah. It all oh. comes down to that. <sighs> it's sad. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they tested for, so both kids had flu A, whatever the hell that is. I don't know what that means. So, I'm sure there's different A, B, C. I'm sure there's different yeah. strands. And when they do the flu shot, it's only for like two strands, mm-hmm. and there's like twenty. Yeah, and I try to guess which one is is the is the strand. They do they do a real good job with that. <laughs> Being sarcastic <laughs> for people that didn't notice. But yeah, so I'm hoping that my travel plans aren't ruined, but you'll see. So. You know, it's we get to see a bunch of family down there and stuff who I enjoy. And, you know, it's like, oh, hey, look, you know, the one thing I do like about the holidays is about to be ruined. <laughs> so, you right, know. You don't get to go and enjoy the time. Yeah. Um, we were talking about bourbon, correct? Mm-hmm. I like this 1792. I'm a fan. Um, so. And you're right. Maybe, maybe that does kill the COVID. Because I surely haven't seen much of it. And I haven't been drinking a lot, though. But I have been drinking... See, if I say that... I've been drinking regularly. You would think <laughs> I'd been doing it every day. I'll have, like, one, maybe two drinks a week. Mm-hmm. Space them nice and even. Yeah. So it just stays in. Keeps me refreshed. Mm-hmm. Gets the, gets the bad ones out. Yeah. Um, well, I have not been drinking beer like I what had been. So, um, I've been switched over almost entirely to bourbon. So, you know, and I don't drink it every day. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's a positive, a positive change. Who knows? I don't know if I like it going down as much as I do beer, but I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. I like the... I like the experience more mm-hmm. after it's already in me. Right. I get a nice, I get the nice warm buzz. Like, I'm not buzzed like beer buzzed, where I feel full. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that was the part I never, I couldn't like. I, I just felt, felt gross. Yeah. Like, not gross. I'm trying to think of, like, when you eat too much, right? Because in order to get a little bit of a buzz of beer, you're probably two, three beers in, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a heavier beer. It's just—it's it, it, almost like eating like half a loaf of bread for me. And it's there, and it's like oh, it, like it's like that extra piece, and like you know you overate, and you don't feel good, but there's nothing you can do about it but just ride it out. Yep, that's what beer kind of like was with me. Yeah, with bourbon, if I have two, or let's say I have a third. I mean, I'll be hurting the next day, but I won't have that stomach ache. Mm-hmm. I won't feel full. I won't feel awful. Yeah. Um, I have found my limit is probably two, about six fingers of a whiskey. If I go over that, I'm probably going to be hurt up. We found that out on that. We found that on the New Year's episode last year. <laughs> was it New Year's or was it October? I don't remember which I one I don't remember. Was. Too many of these. This is what, 143? Yeah. Surprise, we're still doing it. <laughs> um. I do like these bourbons, though. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I've switched. Um, 
because there were certain beer like I I I was never much of a light beer fan. I, I liked Miller Lite enough, but I was more of like the stout person. Yeah, I, see, I don't do stouts, but even see, beer got to the point where it wasn't even like I wasn't even like catching a buzz from it. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, I can, here I'm gonna pound thirty beers and feel fine afterwards. <laughs> you know, like I was in the camp where I would I could drink a Guinness Stout, and I liked how smooth it was going down. Like mm-hmm. it, it was much less a beer than it was just a really nice drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would try other porters and stouts. I, I really like the dark ones, like the dark beers. Um, Miller Lite was always my go-to in the house, but I wasn't a big beer drinker then because I just didn't enjoy Miller Lite enough. Whereas yeah. with a stout or a porter, I I liked that. Like I would sit down and drink that. Um, with bourbon, on the other hand, yeah, I, I drink the two or three uh, cups or not cups. I don't even what do you call them. I'm not calling it a pour. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> whatever, whatever three... I'm just going to call it a drink. Yeah. Which is three fingers of, of, of whatever you're drinking. I'd have two of them, and I'm good for the night. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like shit. My mouth... I get that mouth tingle a little bit. Yep. And I kind of like that. Um, so I'm glad... I'm, I'm glad... Uh, we kind of went down this hole together a little bit. I'm glad we did. Um... Well, I go back to beer. I will say this, though. I had a beer the other night. It was probably a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Man, it tasted good. Yeah. I, I re- it's like when I go out to eat, if we go out to dinner or something or out to lunch and there's nothing going on, I'll, I'll get, you know, and I, I'm in a place like, you know, a bar. They have, like, chicken wings and stuff. I want to get a beer. And it's perfect, you know. Drink two of them and roll out. Um, now, I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see when the weather turns. If I'll st- I'll probably switch back to beer at that point because I just don't see myself like, you know. Well, your modus operandi was pool and beer. Yeah. Yep. Beer grill. was had at the pool. Yeah. Grill and beer. Grill and beer. Yeah. Yeah. Kid. Uh, tot lot beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah. Um, hard. It's hard to break that habit, especially if you like it. Yeah. Um, when we were doing it, we were doing it for the purpose of. I mean, the initial goal was to lose weight by dropping the beer. Yeah. And it, I mean, look, and, and this is probably where we get into this next topic, and this was probably going to be the main topic of it. For both of us, this is 365 days now. Mm-hmm. From, from January 1, when we kind of took it seriously about losing weight. We both did. Yeah. I mean, it, is it as much as I wanted to lose for me? No. I, I, as of right now, I think I'm at 315. Mm-hmm. So I gained back another twelve pounds from what, from my low mm-hmm. of three hundred three. I have not been as disciplined around the holidays. It, uh, I'm straight up accountability. I have not been as disciplined with my food. Yeah. Um. I will say this though: when I overeat now, I know mm-hmm. it. Like I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. Yeah. Um. When I overeat the sugar, so even if I'm not over calories, but I go over on sugar, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, my body now says, fuck you. <laughs> like, it's literally calling me an asshole. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm a fan of being on the metformin that I'm on. I don't know if it's helped since I've been on it, but mm-hmm. I also haven't eaten well on it. Yeah. Um, so I haven't given it the full opportunity to do what it should do. Um, the vitamin B, and, and I'm... 
people can look this up. It's it's something called mitochondrial NRG, and mm-hmm. and the letters NRNG under mm-hmm. mitochondrial. Um, you can find it on Amazon, wherever. I get it from the doctor I go to. It's a huge vitamin B supplement. The bottle says take four. I take one. Okay. If I take two, and I don't know why this happens, it it has almost the same effect as caffeine on me. Hmm. Where I can't, like, if I take two in the morning, for whatever reason, I can't sleep that night. Wow. It, it has that weird of an effect on me. Now, if I take one, I take one and still drink coffee, and I will be, as long as I don't drink the coffee past two, mm-hmm. I can sleep that night. It, and it's a weird restlessness. It's not like I'm just awake. It's like I'm awake and I'm kind of like, not jittery, mm. but just like I get anxious a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why that would have that effect. It's a B, it's a B vitamin. Yeah. So the, so the mitochondria are essentially the power plants of your cells. And it's one of the biggest. So I've been doing a lot of listening to guys like Paul Saladino um, there was another uh, podcast where I listened to. It was about nutrition. I forget, it was uh, the guy that did Food Lies with the documentaries. Okay. But in any case, uh, and then Andrew Huberman, and the all this obesity and all this stuff. It's it's all me- it's all symptoms of metabolic disorders. So when you look at your, like, that's diabetes is a metabolic disorder. Um, all of these things are conspiring against your effort. But the problem is everyone looks at weight loss, at obesity as the condition, where obesity is more of the symptom of other conditions. And if we don't treat the other conditions, then you're never going to treat the symptom. Like yeah, you can go and you can go into a caloric deficit and lose much weight. You're going to be freaking miserable, and then the second you stop, it's going to come back again because you never treated the underlying metabolic disorder that start got you there in the first place. So it makes sense that if you're taking that mitochondrial NRG, whatever that sub, that B vitamin supplement is, that it's going into your cells, it's helping those mitochondria produce more energy, you know, be more active. And then that's going to make you more energetic or jittery. That energy is going to have to go somewhere. Right. If you're laying down in bed, the energy is going to just go and spin your brain up. Yeah. I, I can see that. And probably, like, it wasn't like I was a very active person either. So it wasn't like expending the energy. Right. right? So I, I get that portion of it. Um, and for me, the, I, I'm glad I went to the doctor because we did find out that I was insulin resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, meaning my body didn't metabolize insulin, so it my body would create the insulin because of the trigger from carbohydrates, but then it wouldn't do anything with it, and it would just stay in my bloodstream and be a freaking high as hell, mm-hmm. which stored fat. Yeah, and essentially, what the metformin is supposed to do is it's supposed to allow my body to process glucose properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess glucose is supposed to get uh, absorbed into the muscles and used by the muscles or something like that. Yeah, so glucose, so there's two, and I'm going to screw these up. There's two fuels that your that your body can run on. There's glucose, right, and then there's ketones. Mm-hmm. The body can turn protein 
do ketones. That's how the whole ketogenic diet works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the focus on carbs, because remember, all this stuff has to be marketable. You know, someone has to be able to make money off of it. Right. So that way they can just write low carb on their package of processed junk they're stuffing down your throat. And you say, oh, well, it's good for me because it's low carb. Yeah, but it's full of chemicals and kinds of, and hydrogenated oils and all kinds of stuff that isn't really food. Um, so that's one of the the drive like the the drivers behind it. So if you were to take the glucose, which is what your body wants to burn, that's not glucose isn't bad. It's what your it's your body's preferred preferred fuel source. So if you think of it like so like the M one a1 main battle tank or M1A2 can run on any flammable liquid. It prefers Jet A, I believe. However, if you poured bourbon into it, it'll run. Right. It's not going to run well, but it's going to run. So your body's going to say that your body rather run, your muscles would rather burn glucose. Right. That's what or the mitochondria. That's what they'd rather run on. But if they can't, they'll run on ketones. Well, and unfortunately, because my muscles weren't using the glucose, like my body wasn't processing the glucose properly. Mm-hmm. I then ended up with excess glucose in the body, yeah, which then store, got stored as fat. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's what the uh, insulin takes the the glucose out of your liver. Yep, and then or the, you know, and then it moves it and it puts it into the muscles where they belong. If it can't find muscles to put it into, it puts it into stored fat. Stored fat. Yeah. If you have yeah. excess insulin. And then you're also eating sugars on top of it. Well, where am I going to put all this stuff? Oh, put them in the let's put them in the fats. Let's put it in the overflow lot. Right. Go to BWI and look at the the, the big satellite lots. Right. They're huge. Right. A lot bigger than the little garage that's right next to the airport, near the terminal that costs an arm and a leg to park there. So your the glucose, like, yeah, let's go put it in the park all these cars in the overflow lot. Yep. You know. So and that's the limitless. Yeah, and so I got I got to figure that part out. Um, I also I need to get I need to get more exercise in, and then I also need. And I'm trying to think what the other thing was. Um, like I, I'm I'm blanking on what it was though. Um, but regardless, it. I need to be able to get that parade. Oh, here the other thing was um, sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do a sleep study in home, and they have you strap this thing to your forehead and your chest, and you're supposed to sleep with it. And I couldn't sleep with it, so we got inconclusive results. So then my doctor had me get um, a pulse oximeter, okay, which is the thing they put on your finger when you go to the doctor to get your pulse mm-hmm. and your uh, oxygen saturation and percentage in your blood. Right, ninety and above is what you're looking for. Anything below is not good. The way he described it to me was, and this pulse oximeter will record for the entire night, and in the morning I upload the data to my phone, and then so now my phone has all these days of data, and I would look at it in the morning. There were some nights when I dropped down to eighty two percent. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And, and so essentially, what's happening is that's when you stop breathing. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the sleep apnea. And so that's why when I wake up in the morning, it, one, it's extremely hard to wake up. It feels like my, my head weighs 10,000 pounds. I don't want to get off the pillow because I haven't slept. Yeah. Um, and then apparently sleep apnea 
or lack of sleep has a huge uh, impact on weight loss or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So the, the the plan for the new year is to figure out how to address the sleep apnea, and I really don't want to use a CPAP machine. Again, having something on my face doesn't – I'm, I'm going to have a tough time sleeping with it. They have mouth contraptions, like mouth guard contraptions mm-hmm. that pull your uh, the bottom jaw forward mm-hmm. to help uh, – uh, stop! I guess the the jaw and the tongue go back and block the airway. So a it, bit. It, yeah, it maintains your airway. So like, if you look at anyone who's taken like a CPR class, um, to establish airway, head tilt, chin lift. So if you just go limp, you're as you're laying on your back, your jaw's gonna fall, and then that whole airway is gonna kind of constrict. Yeah. So that thing is kind of designed to keep the the airway open. It'll help with snoring and all that other stuff. I sleep on my stomach, so I don't know how the CPAP would work for me. Well, so I'm usually a side sleeper, but I sometimes end up on my back. The other problem I'm going to have, though, is that I generally have inflammation in my sinuses. Mm-hmm. So I do have a deviated septum, but that's not. I don't think that's what's causing it. I go to an ENT. He thinks that I've got just constant allergies mm-hmm. that just affect my sinuses and inflames them like he would go up and like i'd have like nowhere for him to put the scope because mm-hmm. it would just be constricted on one side mm-hmm. um and i mean outside of taking advil all day every day i i've been using uh the fluticasone nasal steroid basically mm-hmm. except now i'm on a nasal steroid every day of my life I've been on it for five years. It well, that's a whole other can of worms we can get into. Right. When it comes to, they don't want you to get better. No. Be- they want to sell drugs to you. Well, so my, my problem, I don't think it's helping yeah. at this point. They find new drugs to sell to you. So they did try to switch up my nasal spray. Of course, that was prescription only. Mm-hmm. Like the fluticasone, I can get five bottles at Costco for 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. That'll last me a month and a half, two months. Yeah. The new one was like $20 for a single month bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. With yeah. This. And never mind. So I tried it. And a little, when you spray it up your nose, a little bit goes down the back of your throat. Dude, it tastes like metal. And the and when it goes to the back of your throat, and most times like I, if I, like I could gargle with salt water or drink some, if I, if I just drank water, it wouldn't go away. Yeah. That that taste stayed with me all day. Mm. Made me nauseous. Like I'm I'm not doing this. Right. I'll just live with the bad sleep and die when I'm 65. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like at this point, it's like okay, uh, enough. Yeah. Like at, at what point is it just making me miserable? Um. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the mouth guard and hopefully that helps. Um. If not, I I guess I'll look another. I don't want to do the surgery. Like they put something in your chest now, and you touch like a device to your chest and hit a button, and it's supposed to make you breathe right. I don't know. Well, hmm. Of course, it's probably made by Pfizer. Oh, it's brought to you by Pfizer. Which that's a whole. It seems like for pe- like if people are watching like a football game, and like every other advertisement. Oh, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's it's it. They are. First of all, they've made more money than like 
ever since 2020. They made so much freaking money. It's funny because the vaccine was something that like the taxpayers paid to develop. And then they sold it and they're making all the money from it. But you're not allowed to sue them. Well, we were always told that pharmaceutical companies don't make money off vaccines. Yeah. They're cheap and they're affordable and they're... Uh, no, not this one. Mm-hmm. They love this one. Oh, yeah. And and all of a sudden, all of a sudden now there's vaccines for a whole lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. When the COVID vaccine wasn't a vaccine to begin with. Yeah. It's prophylactic. Yeah. So are these things... I, I I really don't know who to trust anymore. Uh, I nobody. It's, yeah, well, it's, well, it's not them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not Pfizer. I'm sorry. Yeah, until Pfizer sponsors this show, I don't believe them. Right, and if they want to, I believe everything they say. <laughs> brought to you by Pfizer. I ain't gonna take any of their shit, but I'll tell everyone else to. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't be bought. Travis Kelsey's doing it. <laughs> right, no shit, <laughs> that dude. Oh, fucking white boy Rick yeah. over there, <laughs> or B Rad. Yeah, yo, dude, you need to. Chill the fuck out with, with that. You're, you're, okay. You're not selling State Farm insurance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Aaron Rodgers kind of called him out on it. Called him Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Pfizer mm-hmm. or Mr. Vax or something like that. I guess he didn't take too kindly to it. He's trying to play his cool. Joe, man, you're, you're hawking stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro. It, it ain't going to people's State bodies. Farm's not going to kill you. That, right. State, State Farm will make it. State Farm might not pay you what you're owed, but they're not going to kill you with an injectable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, come on, man. Yeah. State like, Farm's going to like. They're going to fuck you, but they're not going to like. Yeah. They're not going to fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Like <laughs> Pfizer will. Pfizer really going to fuck you because yeah. they kill you with any drug possible. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, they they have no interest in curing your disease. There's a cure for diabetes right now. It's it, 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 as much, and I hate the two words too. It's diet and exercise. Right. If you if you don't eat garbage and you don't eat freaking processed food full of sugar, and you get out and do some and move around a little bit, it, it, there's a cure for it. And I'm not talking about type one. That's different. Right. <laughs> this type two, the kind that everyone has. And when you look at the numbers, like they always say, correlation does equal causation. I. I I get that. However, when a whole bunch of shit started right after World War II, when they figured out how to process food, when they got really good at it, and then all of a sudden all these conditions start spiking. Um, it's called evolution, Mike. Yeah, oh yeah. The we, human body changed. We evolved? Like, that's, <laughs> no, that's, you got worse? <laughs> or, or even just look at the size of the average American. And I'm not talking like width-wise, I'm talking height-wise. Yeah. The height and, and girth of Americans has grown exponentially since World yeah. War II. Now, and, you know, one of the things about big, strong people is that if you go through history, societies or societies during times of plenty, their people were bigger because you know, there there was a nutrition issue. The thing is, though, now, and, and I've said this before, and it's not the first time it's ever been said, is this food is nutritionally deficient but energy dense? It's full of energy, bad energy. But there's no. You can take hydrogenated oils, high fructose corn syrup, and um, and flour, and make just about anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not even food. It's like a substance that's edible. Just because it's edible doesn't mean it's food. You know, I mean, you could probably say that, like, like say rice paper, right? Rice paper is edible. 
but is it food? Are you going to list? Are you going to thrive eating right? No, you're going to die. You know, it's not food. Stuff that can go through your system and be digested doesn't necessarily mean it's food. It's just a substance that you can eat. There's data on the average size of an American versus the average size of people from any other country. We're between it's us in Canada. We're that much bigger than the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Never mind Asia. Yeah. Like the average size of an adult male in the United States versus one from Japan. Good God. Oh yeah. They barely, it's to the point where like, I don't know if you ever remember the, the movie, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. And he went over to Japan to play mm-hmm. baseball. Good movie. Delightful watch. Um, now, Tom Selleck was like 6'4". They filmed that in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, the issues with him bumping his head on doorways was real. Yeah. Like, that was... They just left it in. Like, they don't even make doorways for people our size. Yeah. Think about that. They don't make infrastructure... To mm-hmm. fit us. Yeah. Because they don't see anything like it. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have all the processed shit we do. Yeah. Even all their packaged goods and stuff like that, like all the stuff from vending machines, it doesn't have all the preservatives and shit. It doesn't have all that. It doesn't have the, the, the vegetable or the whatever oil, the, the hydrogenated oils. It yeah. doesn't have the high fructose corn syrup. They, they don't use any of that shit. Mm-hmm. They use real food. Yeah. That's why it was funny. Like, someone was trying to say, oh, well, Coke Zero doesn't have any calories. Yeah, but it's got fucking chemicals up the ass. Well, and here's another thing. Mexican Coke, Coke for, uh, Mexican Coke is better than that shit. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's another thing is that that sweet taste for the artificial sweeteners, it's almost a Pavlovian response. So when you drink a Diet Coke, your mouth tastes sweet and it triggers an insulin response. So yeah, it's there's no calories in it, but the focus has been on calories, like calories in, calories out. Your body is too complex of a machine to boil it down to a simple math math problem. That's addition and subtraction, and then you have all these people that say, if calories in, calories out actually worked, you'd have a bunch of you wouldn't have the problem you do now, but it doesn't work. So there has to be another another what another formula, another way to do it. But no one can make money off you. Like you just don't eat shit all the time. Like don't eat substances that aren't food. You know, it's 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 pretty simple. Eat good stuff that's not processed. When you look at the back of, of the ingredients, you should be able to identify everything that's in there. Well, if you have a mic, you can go get a bunch of bananas for you know for three dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not too expensive. Okay. Bananas are one of the worst foods for you. Oh, yeah. And now, it's not processed. I get it. But it has so much sugar in it's it. It's a ton of sugar. There's not a whole lot of fiber in it. It's got good potassium. Good potassium. Yeah, but it, look, it doesn't, the good doesn't outweigh the bad. Yeah. Now, is it horrible for you? No, it's not horrible. I, I mean, I'm sure if you... But you s- can't eat five bananas for dinner. Right. But, if I, and if I go to, down to the steak aisle, mm-hmm. the, if I go down to the butcher or wherever it is that you get your meat from, well, it's 13 to $18 a pound. Yeah. If you go for the absolute cheapest stuff, stuff, and I went down to Costco the other day, and you're not going to find cheap uh, meat cheaper than Costco. I think it was flap steak. It was like nine dollar, ten dollar, nine ten dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no six dollars a pound uh, beef no. anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry, it doesn't exist. Uh, 
chicken is fairly inexpensive if you get the dark meat. Yeah, which I actually prefer. I do too. Yeah. But it's... Who knows what that chicken was was right? It's all with. full of antibiotics and well, it's it's clean with fucking bleach. Yeah, which is why you know there's all that old that make sure you wash your chicken. That's a hundred percent legit. Mm-hmm. But no matter what you do, you're not going to get rid of all the bleach. Yeah, like I, I think it was like forks over knives or something like that, or, or it wasn't forks over knives. Uh, maybe game was, changers. It, well, game changer, but forks over knives. I think was the one where they went into like a chicken plant, mm-hmm. and they showed you just being. It was sprayed with like Clorox, some kind of bleach to kill any any of the disease born born on it. There was another one where they went to the chicken coop and they were like literally pull. They were scooping up dead chickens with a bulldozer mm-hmm. or, or with a lo- front loader. Yeah, like that's that's your food. Like the chickens literally can't walk. Yeah. They cut their beaks off. Well, that too. So they can't peck each other. Right, but they they can't walk because they they grow them so fast mm-hmm. that the legs can't keep up with the bodies. Yeah. So they just sit there. And, then and when they the- die off, they really, they scoop them up and they take them out so they don't infect the other ones. Yeah, well, they probably grind them up and feed them back to the other ones. Probably. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Don't doubt Or they give it to cattle or something. Yeah. They're giving it to somebody. They're not wasting that. Yeah. They can't afford that. But it's just as easy as calorie in, calorie out, Mike. Yeah, you know, calorie in, calorie out, and it. The thing is, like, it doesn't work. So, my thought for the new year, and New Year's is always a. It's, I mean, it's kind of corny and stuff. But when you think about it, you have the holiday madness going on, and this party and that party, and people give each other food, and you get the house is full of cookies or full of cake or whatever the hell kind of craps in there. New Year's though, that all kind of kind of ends. So, my thought is, my challenge to myself and to anyone who wants to join me is, my goal is to eat actual real food. For I'm not counting one calorie. I'm not counting any macros. But I'm going to look at the food, and if I can't readily identify it, I'm not in. I'm not eating it, right? So, you know, if I look at the back of a and I look at the ingredients and I see, you know, okay, this contains, you know, uh, olive oil and spices. And then it says maldextrohydrogenated radiodized, like whatever. Like, nope, that's out. So to just eat regular old, like just regular stuff. And if it gets down to where the only thing I'm eating is like meat and vegetables, then that's probably where we should all be anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going to go. Um, because I want to continue this. I'm down 60. I want to stay there and keep moving down the in the right direction. So um, I'm not, I would thought about doing a whole 30 type deal, but that gets pretty, you know. It's just not sustainable. I mean, so I did it for 30 days. And towards the end of the 30 days, it was. And I can't really think about why I stopped doing it. Mainly it's because I wanted to eat shit again. Yeah. And... Um, I'll never forget when I came off a of whole 30, I got Chinese takeout and I ordered, uh, I got egg drop soup, egg rolls and Singapore rice noodle. Ooh. <laughs> I do like a Singapore rice noodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I destroyed it. Yeah. And I felt like absolute dog shit. My guts were like, what is this? I mean, everything was like. 
you know, and and all these. What's processed in that though? Well, there's a lot of the MSGs and all that other stuff. That's and then my body wasn't used to eating any grains. Right, rice is a grain. Yeah. Damn. So you know, and then the egg roll. God knows what's in that thing. Um, it's usually cabbage. Yeah, and then the meat stuff. It's usually pork or shrimp. Yeah. There's really not much in an egg roll. I mean, yeah. don't get wrong. It's deep fried in some fucking oil. And then it's also what it's fr- what kind of oil is it fried in? That's true. That's yeah, yeah, it's vegetable oil. oil. Yeah. And all that vegetable oil stuff, and this is another thing I picked up from these couple podcasts, is like, you say, okay, what about, you know, you look at sunflower oil, safflower, whatever the de- oils are, they're processed using machines. So you're taking the oil out of these little seeds, and then... You're storing it, and you're doing whatever to it, doing something to stabilize those because rants, and so it has shelf life, so it can store at room temperature, all this other stuff they do to it. Well, if you're to eat that food, you're still getting those chemicals, but you're not getting those compounds, those oils, all at once. Um, if, to eat a teaspoon of sunflower oil, you'd have to eat like a ton of sunflowers. Like, you couldn't do it. But you're getting it, Essentially, everything from a ton of sunflowers, all at all at one shot, super concentrated. So um, that can't be good for you, you know. So it's just kind of a, a shift. For, you know, olive oil. I want to agree. You look at the bottle of olive oil. It says ingredients: olive oil. If it says anything else, it's not olive oil. It's something else. It's you know. But you'll see all that. They'll try to trick you. I don't think I'm going to be able to go that far. <laughs> I, I just don't I, look if anything has proven in the last month my willpower like I was good for like 10 months until I hit October mm-hmm. and then it kind of felt I, not that I fell off the rails because I didn't gain a ton of weight back I gained weight back but I didn't gain a ton of back yeah and it could just be the holidays right and maybe who knows? Starting in January, when all that right, all that crap food's gone, maybe it'll be a lot easier. I'll get my motivation back to you know, prepare my lunches again. You know, I'll be more conscious to not eat all the breads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's very well possible. And look, maybe it's a maybe it's a ten year thing every year. You know, at least I, it, it, when I'm starting in January of this coming year, I'm starting lower than I started last year. Yeah. There's still that to it, right? It's not, mm-hmm. hey, let's blow this whole thing up and just say, fuck it. I'm not at that point. I'm also not saying I won't get to that point at in some point during the year, especially if shit goes bad in the first couple months. I just don't know how my mind works. Like, at some point, it's just going to be like, fuck this. I'm just done with it. You know, I'm done with the effort. I'm done with feeling shitty about myself when I gain the weight back. Yeah, there's a huge mental aspect to this. Now, don't get me wrong. There's also the mental aspect of being 350 pounds for me and being like, "Fucking hell, you're huge." Yeah, yeah. It, so it goes both ways. I mean, it's almost like you're you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And the only way that you're not damned is if you keep losing the weight mm-hmm. because you feel accomplished, like your confidence goes up. But then you fall even harder mentally when you do gain some weight back. Because you, it's like you ride the high, but man, you really ride that low. Yeah. And for me, that's that's always been an issue. It's never been an even keel of 
hey, don't worry about the coming. Don't worry about the comeback a little bit, or yeah, you're doing good going down, but don't get too hyped on it. It, I, I've always ridden the high and ridden the low, and that's rough on a mental state day to day. So I'm not willing. Like, look, New Year's resolutions. I'm not. I, I don't do them because I've no. I, I at this point, I just know I'm not going to stick with it. But, you know, if my goal is to end next year lower than I start this year, maybe that's an accomplishable goal because yeah. I accomplished it this year. And But think about it. By October of next year, if you did nothing starting New Year's, you know what? Say you gain more weight back. You're going to think, man, I gained all this weight. And I did it once before. But you're going to wish you had started it on January 1st. Right. It's like the old thing, you know, when's the best time to tra- plant a tree 20 years ago? Right. When's the second p- best time to plant a tree right now? Yeah. You know, so in 10 months, you're going to wish you'd planted that tree 10 months ago. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, crap, now let me let me try to do this. Or people always wait. Like I think it's funny how people say, oh, summer's coming up. I better get in shape for my bathing suit. Dog, it's May. <laughs> like, that <laughs> ship is, I don't know what you're planning on doing. <laughs> yeah. It's. I I do. I mean, the plan is to get back on track in January. I I'm just real. I'm realizing that with the holidays coming up, and this is coming out the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. so it's already happened. Yeah. But I still probably have two more Christmases to go because I, with all the different families we got going on, Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas. Then I got uh, the day after Christmas is another Christmas, and then we're doing another one early January, but that'll be much easier to kind of stick with the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got some more holidays coming up, but I, I think starting in January, kids go back to school. I think they go back January 2nd. You know, that's going to be, I'll make sure I got my lunch planned out. Make sure I don't eat before before noon again. Yep. That's, an, uh, that's another thing I kind of fell off the wagon with, like, but that happened like in the last two weeks. I would go straight from dropping off a kid for school. I'd go get a coffee, and oh, by the way, I'd get like a breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. So then I'm eating bread and I'm eating before noon. Yeah. And like, so now I'm doing two things, right? And and oh, by the way, I might have done a, a, a one pump of vanilla flavor in the coffee, so now I'm adding sugar. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So I'm, now I'm fucked three ways, right? Which, which is funny because today I made the coffee at home. I put the half and half in. I didn't put any sugar in, and I drank it, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck am I putting... The pump of vanilla in the coffee when I go to the coffee shop because it's there, because it's there, yeah. and I'm used to ordering it. So like, I get like at home, I make my coffee and I put cream in it. There's sugar right there. Yeah, I got and, a top of sugar in my yeah. in my cabinet. I don't touch it. No, but when I go through the drive through at DD, yeah, medium coffee, cream, and sugar. Right. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, I, see, that's the mental fuck up. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why I do it. And people, I, I guarantee you, you got the Joe Rogans of the world that say, you just got to be tougher minded. You got to have a bit, you got to have more will, man. And then you got the other people that tell you it's psych, it's psychological. Yeah. Which you don't have any control over. It's an addiction at that so point. So I, I used to do this thing. I used to run into Wawa and I would get. A 20-ounce Coke, a bag of crab chips, and a bag of peanut butter M&M's. 
I love peanut butter M&M's. And that was like my snack. That snack was probably 2,000 calories. Right. Because I was getting the, sh- this is the share size of the M&M. Sure. I'm not sharing that with anybody. Get the- so, can I have some? So, share Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> share yeah, this. That's, bigger, that's bigger than the king size. That's yeah. Share size. Yeah. F you. Yeah. Share- I'm sharing this with my other hand, you <laughs> fucker. Get out of here. So, you know. It- share it with these cheeks. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I would just do that. Like, that was my th- And I said, wait, what? So, when I just wouldn't go into the Wawa. Or the Royal Farms or whatever convenience store. I just wouldn't get it. So I just said, you know what? I'm not going there. Because I'm going to do it. I know me. I know I'm going to do it. I just wouldn't go there. I, just, I had the same problem. Yeah. There. So, like, whatever your thing is, like, you know, people say, oh, you can go to Chick-fil-A. They have salads there. I know my, me. I'm not getting a salad at Chick-fil-A. Hmm. I'm getting, um, I'm either getting the spicy chicken sandwich or I'm getting the five-piece uh, or the the, I think it's the five piece strips or four piece strips with the Chick Fil A sauce. I'm getting two large orders of fries, and I'm getting I'm and I'm washing it down with a Coke, and I might hit up a milkshake on my way out. That's what I'm doing. I'm not getting the sal- I'm not getting a salad. You know, oh, let's go to Lido's. You can get a salad there. No, I'm gonna destroy. I'm getting a large pizza and I'm gonna eat all of it. Yep. So. You got to avoid the temptation. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, it's or, like or, 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 you you got to avoid the uh, the routine. Mm-hmm. Like the Wawa thing. Like I go into Wawa, I would pick up a bag of Swedish fish. Why am I picking up the bag of Swedish? I don't want the Swedish fish. Yeah, but, you, but they're delicious. But they are. They are. And because I bought them, I eat them. Yeah. But if I don't go there, I can't buy them. Right. Or if I go there, and I get a coffee. I put, I put the sugar in. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck am I doing that? Yeah, I don't put sugar in. Now, part of it is the sugar at, at home is I have to like open the cabinet, and then there's the tub, and I have to get the spoon, and I have to put at Wawa. It's just that thing you just pour it in. Pour it in. My sister used to work at Wawa. They call it, she called that lazy sugar. Yeah. Then you're just like yeah, whatever. Well, now they have the pumps for the flavors. Ugh. You can do or you want to know what they do now? They have it in the cream already. So I can get hazelnut half and half, <laughs> and pour that, or fr- I can get French vanilla half yeah, and half. Yeah, you can get, and I can pour th- amaretto. Well, well it, but now the sugar is in the half and half. Yeah. So I don't even need to do two pours. I'm just doing my regular half and half pour. And oh, by the way, there's some sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a little bit of sugar. It's a whole shitload of sugar. Oh yeah. It like, but again, it, it, but as and even as I'm drinking it, and I'll drink the whole thing. I'm sitting here going, why the fuck did I just do that? Yeah. And that's where the mental aspect comes into it. Now I'm down on myself. Now I've The like, day's fucked. You might as well hit up Chick-fil-A. Right, on the right. way. And, and you know what? I'm going to eat all the buns. Yeah. I'm going to go have the pancakes. You know, I, I'm, I, you know, the day's fucked. Why not? Yeah. If you're going to have a cheat day, cheat. Yeah. Right? That's what they tell I'm you. All, all, you know what? If you're going to, like, you know, if you're going to be accused of it, you might as well do it. Right. And if you're right. going to do it. You might as well do it. Like, let's have a story to tell. So, I guess the the end of this story. And that, and that and that mentality is like you know, and not that either one of us are the types that run around on our wives, but like if you were, <laughs> if you were, you'd be like, oh, okay, like, or if you're getting accused of it, you might as well do it. And if you might as well do it, it's not just hook it up with her; it's blowing the eight ball off the hooker's butthole. <laughs> like, let's just go all in. 
<laughs> so <laughs> throwing some cocaine. Yeah, yeah it's like, like I've never even done cocaine. Yeah. Let's do it. Dude, anyway. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not into buttholes either. But you know what? <laughs> I don't like feet. Let's, <laughs> let's snort it off some toes. But it's you know you're like, eh, I'm already here. I'm already at the precipice. You know, um, and you just sabotage the whole day, and then it's like, oh well, you know, I'll get back on track tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes, you're like, yeah. Let's wait till Monday. I already fucked up yesterday. I, right. You know. And tomorrow we're going to a party, so that day shot. So I might as well go on a three-day bender Yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, and again, it's like, you know, the, the give yourself some room, but, like, don't give yourself, like, carte blanche to, you know, do whatever the hell you want. Well, that's that whole thing. Give yourself enough rope to hang yourself. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I guess... If we're talking about goals for 2024, <laughs> I hope the rope's short yeah. you know, and, and that I'm not going to use it. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I'd like it to work. I don't like, I don't plan on ever being skinny. I don't have the body composition for it. I already figured that out by going on a body composition scale. Yeah. And and my thing is like, I'm, I think we need to trade and weights a nice scales, nice thing to use because it's, it's instantly quantifiable. I think that the goal needs to be improving your health. Not carrying all this weight is improving your health. Yeah, getting yourself metabolically healthy is improving your health. Not eating all this garbage, which causes all the inflammation and all this other stuff, is good for your health. So, making that the goal more so so than the weight, um, I think. It's like, hey, why are you? You know, I, I'm going to eat this. Uh, you know, I'm going to have this. You know, uh, meat and vegetables rather than all the stuff I really want to eat because it's going to improve my health. Not. Oh, I hope I, I lose a couple pounds. And I step on the scale the next day and I gained one. So, like, oh, that was pointless. You know. But, hey, I, I shit solid. That was good. Like, that was a good point. Right. right. You know? <laughs> Got to find the good in things. There was no bowl blaster. Like, I'm not scraping it off the sides. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, the, the weird thing is, even talking about it right now, it's a little depressing. Just be like, because I, 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 I know where I was Two months ago, mm-hmm. I should have been under three hundred pounds. Yeah, should have been. And I fucked around for two months, and I gained the weight. The two months happens fast. It does, man. It and it like that's the part. Like I rather than being happy about the amount I've lost, I'm upset about the what I gained back mm-hmm. and the fact that I didn't hit a goal that I thought was really really attainable. Mm-hmm. With two months left to go, it was three pounds in two months. All I had to do was not really fuck up, and apparently I did. Yeah. And so it, it brings you down a little bit, but like, it, it's one of those things where I'll wake up tomorrow and forget about it and, and be like, okay, yeah. let's and go. And then, you know what? If it's really that bad, just switch the scale to kilos. I only weigh 200 kilos. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I can do what British people do. They, they go by stone. Stone, yeah. I'm, I six, six, I'm six stone. Six stone. Sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the regular person's three stone. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. A stone weighs 50 pounds. Shut up. God damn it. Shut, Shut up, Brits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this show. Happy New Year to you. We won't, hear, we won't uh, talk to you in, until after the New Year. I don't think. I could be lying to you. I think the next one comes out on the second. Yeah, so we'll see you next year. So <laughs> you, it will be next year. Um, we hope you enjoyed the shows this year. We are officially at 143 freaking episodes. <laughs> um, 
we appreciate you listening. Please check out AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. Uh, go see Brian Schilling if you're looking into a home for the new year. And cheers and spirits in the All Station Plaza. Uh, 1792, not upset at it. I don't know if it's my favorite, though. That's, that's good, though. It's it's not bad. I, I think I like the Four Roses better, to be honest yeah. with you. But, you know, hey, I, I'm not going to tin cup it, which means it's on the bottom of my work shelf, never to see the light of day again. <laughs> so, no, it, it's, it's much better than that. So, uh, appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.